Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to Grown Up Kids and Day 23 of Podmas. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. And this is Day 3 of the Final Five countdown to the end of Podmas. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. What? I'm so excited. Yeah. Speaking of like Christmas and holiday time, what are we discussing today? We are discussing Almost Angels, which is a movie about the Vienna Boys Choir. Yeah, it's nothing about angels or Christmas or holidays. No. Psych! <laughs> uh, Alright, so it's time for that 30-second Disney Dash. Are you ready? Sure. What's the little boy's name again? Why can I not remember this? Oh my. Tony. Thank you. Jeez, I thought Tim in my head for some dumb reason. All right. Just watch it. Alright. <laughs> On your mark, get set, go. So we meet Tony, who is a young boy who um, sees the Vienna Boys Choir coming back from their tour and then just becomes enamored with it and then wants to join. So he gets accepted after auditioning. He's on probation, but then he gets fully accepted and is a full-fledged member of the Vienna Boys Choir. His grades aren't that great, but he still gets accepted to go on the tour. And he has an arch nemesis named Peter, and they become best friends in the end. Nice! Nice little slip in there. Yeah. I liked it. I was like, I gotta talk about Peter. He's kind of important. I like it. Alright, go ahead. Ready? Set. Go! Alright, there's this kid named Tony who wants to be part of the Vienna Boys Choir, so he auditions, and he makes it, even though there's only two slots, and then um, his grades aren't good, and his dad's mad and doesn't want him to be a part of it, but then his dad sees that he's actually really talented at music, and the kids fight, he fights with Peter a lot, but then they're best buddies, and then Peter loses his singing voice, and they all get together and try to help him out, and then they all go on tour together. 21 seconds. Sweet. Not too shabby. Thank you. Alrighty, so some history. First of all, I liked this movie a lot, yeah, actually. Yeah, actually. Um, and my mom loved this movie growing up. She always had a thing for, like, choirs. I was in a choir in Cleveland called The Singing Angels, and she always talked about the Vienna Boys Choir. She was like, oh, it's kind of, like, similar to that, but not as big. Like, that's, like, huge. Like, it's they're known around the world. Um, so she always enjoyed this movie. But some history first. It's called Almost Angels, and it is known in the UK as Born to Sing. And I'm not going to try to pronounce it in Austria and Germany because <laughs> it's, like, in German. And I'll butcher it. So it came out in 1962 about a group of boys in the Vienna Boys Choir. The film shows the choristers' recruitment process, the rehearsals, and the life in the institution as well. Because it's like a boarding school, which is kind of cool, and I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so the story also conveys the value of friendship, honesty, and loyalty. And the child actors were actual members of the Vienna Boys Choir who performed several traditional Austrian songs throughout the motion picture. The filming took place in the... Augarten Palais, the surroundings of Vienna, and some other places of the beautiful Austrian landscape. Mm -hmm. I did a report on Austria in grade school. Did you? Yeah, you know how. So did I. You had to, you did Austria for Christmas. That's so I had cool. to do like you had to do a, a report on a, a country's yep. like how they celebrate Christmas, mm -hmm. and I did Austria because. 
I believe in Austria is where the whole like pickle in the tree thing started. Oh. Yeah. See, we had to do like you picked out of a hat and like whatever country you got, you had to do like history and then like blah 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 currency, like all that stuff, and then you had to bake something traditional oh. from there. What'd you make? Some kind of like pie tart thing. It was actually really good. But I had to do I had to bake something too, but I can't remember. I think we made some sort of cookies. Yeah, yeah, that sounds easier than what we did. <laughs> but it was really good. It was like raspberry something. I, I think know. it was like something traditional they ate at the holidays or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So off on that tangent. So yeah. there were two whole fun facts for this movie. So bear with me. So on its first and possibly only theatrical run, this film was shown as the second feature on a double bill with the 1962 re-release of Lady and the Tramp. Interesting. So I kind of feel bad because like it didn't even get its own release. It was just like on another movie's re-release. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if anyone like went specifically to see it or if they were just like, let's go see Lady and the Tramp again and... You know, hmm. I hope people stuck around and saw it. My mom knew of it from yeah. the 60s. Yeah, because I, I did like it. So it was produced and released more than two years before The Sound of Music and six years after Sissy the Young Empress. Um, Almost Angel uses the same formula of combining a family story, beautiful scenery, beloved music, and Austrian local customs and traditions. Although it had limited distribution in theaters, the movie aroused the interest in choral institutions and in the Vienna Boys Choir itself. That's awesome. I bet, like, a lot of kids wanted to join. Yeah. So I guess it was popular. That's good. Um, Almost Angels was telecast, broken up into two parts on the Disney anthology TV series. Sounds familiar, just Mm -hmm. like everything else. Yeah. And that's all I got. But that's actually really cool that it brought interest to the choir. Yeah. Clearly they were already, like popular and well-known and all that but i feel like some i'm kind of curious now i can't i feel like the singing <clears throat> angels started in the 60s check it out i feel um i feel like sometimes a lot of people want to cut the arts and forget about the arts and they focus on like more core things you know and you need those too but something about art and music and sports and all those you know quote-unquote extra curricular things you need those to make your mind grow you know what i mean yeah especially as a kid when you're like forming who you want to be and this kid his dad would have made him go off and be something else a railroad person something yeah which is you know fine if that was for him but this kid was a musician Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the singing angels formed in 1964 that's cool yeah that's really cool all right, so characters. First up, we have Tony. He's the lead of the film. He's the little boy whose father does not want him to become a choir boy. His mom is very musically inclined, though, so she's all about it. Um, so Tony goes and auditions. There's only two spots open, and he gets it. This kid with, like, no background in music. He just, yeah. like, sings with his mom around the house, and he's just, like, that good. Yeah. And he kind of, he kind of plays the role of, like, new boy who's the new favorite, and then some kids hate him for it. So, I kind of want to put him in Slytherin and Ravenclaw together, because he's clearly very smart, because he can read music, he's creative, because he's a musician, but he's also incredibly ambitious to be able to get into the Vienna Boys Choir. 
So I think it's kind of a split, but I can't choose between the two. I was gonna say the rare Slither Puff, mm. but I like the Ravenclaw too. I don't know. I see all three in him. He's very, very respectable. He is. Um, respectful. And he, yes, he's very respectful. <laughs> thank you. Um, and like he doesn't seem to want to break the rules at all. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. Well, when, when he's it, very against it in the beginning, though. How he was like, no, don't play my radio because we'll get I'll get in trouble. trouble. And then Peter's like, yeah, exactly. You'll get in trouble. And then he plays it. I guess what I was thinking of is he's always like, yes, sir. You know yeah, what I mean? he's like, very polite. Yes. Um, and that made me think of Hufflepuff. But I can also see that in like a Ravenclaw side, too. But definitely his drive and his ambition. 100% Slytherin. Yeah. So that that is for sure. Not sure about what he's the also half pretty is. cunning because he comes up with that plan to like yeah. get Peter to come on tour with them by like faking that he's singing because Peter loses his voice at the end of the film. That's a friend. It is a friend. That's a Hufflepuff. It's a fierce friend. It's a Slytherin. <laughs> what did Dumbledore say about Cedric Diggory? A fierce friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up is Peter. So, Peter was another character, similar in Big Red, who gave me whiplash. (laughs) So, I didn't not like him in the beginning, because he was just kind of, like, supposed to be this mentor to Tony, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, he kind of becomes the jealous type, and just, you know, I mean, he's a young boy. He's playing pranks on him. He doesn't care if he gets in trouble, all that kind of stuff. But then he becomes a really good friend to him, actually, and um, and an actual mentor, where he's teaching him how to sing his parts better, giving him tips, and uh, he's really a great kid in the end. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm putting him in full-on Ravenclaw, because he is smart. He can write his own music, he can compose, yeah. he can conduct, he can sing, he's very creative, Full on Ravenclaw. He's very eclectic in the music yes. scene. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. And he's kind. I, sometimes I kind of feel like Ravenclaws can be a jealous type because they're like very wise and they always want to. They always want to know the most and they want to be on top. I think so. Like I feel like jealous tendencies can kind of form there sometimes. So I think it fits. I can see that fits him. Um, who's Max? Heller is, um... Is that the little red-headed kid? No, I think that Heller is one of the the lead guys. Like, I think he's, like, the head dude. There's the director who... Oh, the director is the one who, like, actually introduced... Who actually... Com- he's the composer. The composer. Yeah. Oh, the guy who teaches the music. What the heck? Conductor. Conductor, yes. Okay. Heller is... He's the gray-haired guy. The head guy. Yeah. Okay. Who's, like... He, like, quote-unquote, owns the got. He know, makes the all the decisions. Yeah. He's the one who actually gives Tony the spot. Yeah, I don't think that we really know enough about him, but... No. But I will say he's cool because he's supposed to be, like, you know, this strict, almost, like, principal type, you know? Mm-hmm. But he actually, like, fights to keep Tony there, and he fights to keep Peter on the tour, and he makes yep. a really good case for them. So he really has his best interest for these boys, which is really great. Yeah, that is good. As um, does this next guy. The director? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. So Isinger. He is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he is a cool character. He 
clearly just wants what's best for the boys. He is there to teach them music to the best of his ability, and he is not a stickler for the rules where he's gonna, like, get them in trouble for silly things. He knows that boys can be boys. Excuse me. He knows that boys can be boys, and um, he kind of gives them chances to, like, make up for it themselves a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I will say he knows that children will be children. Right. Yes. Yeah, but I liked him a lot. I'll probably talk about him a little bit later. Um, so, favorite character in scene? My favorite character is definitely the director. I just think that... I think that he is the right kind of teacher. Um, he's the kind of teacher that, had I had in school, I would have learned the most from him because I feel like he respects the kids, he cares about the kids, he's always... He's there for more than just the education. He's there, like, you know, he's 100% in it. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. My favorite scene is whenever Tony finds out that he can go on tour because the director knows that it's on the fence that Tony might not be able to because his grades aren't the best. But then he's, like, listing off parts that they're going to have on tour and he kind of, like, saves Tony for later. Mm-hmm. And then his his face, like, the smile he cracks is just so cute. Yeah. You're right. You're right. My favorite character is also the director for exactly what Meg said. Like, he's that teacher that makes you want to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, The teacher that has your back. The teacher that makes you love whatever class you're in even more. Yep. Um, Just super encouraging. And it kind of leads me into... There was actually a lot of really good scenes. Yep. Um, One of my favorite scenes is when they do put on that radio and they have this massive pillow Pillow fight. Pillow fight. And then... (laughs) Feathers yeah, the feathers everywhere. are everywhere, and, like, it's mass chaos, and they're loud, and, like, clearly someone's gonna hear them. Thank goodness it was this guy, the director, because he comes up and, like, jiggles the handle to let them know Gives that them someone's there. Gives them a chance to mm-hmm. get back in bed and stop doing what they're doing. So they all flop back down in bed, and then he comes in, and he just turns off the light. And the next day, he doesn't mention a word of it. Yeah. Like, doesn't get anybody in trouble. He knows that they're, they're kids, let them have yeah. some fun, like, they're in school, but, like, you gotta let them be kids. Um, and another really good scene is when his dad comes around and wants to fight for him to stay, um, go on on tour. tour. Yeah, go on tour. And then lastly, I'm sorry, I don't, I didn't know I had all these favorite scenes. Um, when Tony comes up with the plan to keep Peter on the tour, I thought that was like really awesome. Yeah, he's like, like, you're going to pretend to sing for him. Yeah, to stick up for his friend because it's, you know, it's sad these boys only have a short time before their voice changes and they don't sing the same at all. And that's not what a boy's choir looks for. They look for the higher pitch voice before it drops, you know. So I thought that was really cool that he just, he stood up and was like, no, we're going to make this work for you. Yeah. (laughs) Even if it didn't quite work out that way. he's still got to go on tour, so. I'm not going to lie. I don't have a least favorite scene. I really enjoyed this movie. If I had to pull a least favorite character, it would be Tony's dad. Mostly because, like, he's everything that I dislike in men at this time period. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he doesn't want Tony to strive for his dreams. He purely just wants him to be practical. It doesn't matter what his heart desires. He wants what's going to be steady for him. And then he's also just, like, overly stern. And 
I'm not a fan of it. He's, he says, he straight up says he doesn't want Tony to be in a choir because he doesn't want him to be different. Yeah. And it's like, you should embrace those things about your children. Yeah. Let your kids be your kids, you know? Yeah. Let them love what they love. Yep. Um, oh wait, do you have a least favorite scene? No. Oh, okay. That's what you said. All right. Um, I was going to pick Tony's dad as my least favorite character, but everyone in this film who was like, not a great human being became yeah became good they in the end. all turned around like 100 percent. i just literally couldn't stand the stuff he was saying oh in the i know the film and i, I was know. like Ugh. i agree with you um and uh, least favorite scene i guess like not because it was a bad scene but i just felt so bad for peter when he was just like well like my singing days are over i know I and was it sad. hurt him yeah I like so that. Sad. I like that he picked himself up and like he's like, well, I'll write and I'll compose because that is what he wanted to do, and I think he knew that for a while. But it's still sad. I mean, like he's saying goodbye to a chapter of his childhood, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I bet he thought he was gonna have to like pack up and leave the school. Yeah. You know, like bye to all these friends I've been with for four years. Yeah. So what I took away from it is to never give up on your dreams because there was a lot of things stacked against Tony. I think in this film so like there was only two spots available there were eight kids auditioning he didn't necessarily have professional background training in singing um and his dad was not on board with it but he still did it yeah and i think that it was definitely with help from his mom and encouragement from his mom so like always encourage your friends your family your children to like reach for their dreams that are in their heart because sometimes people are going to tell you that they're impossible and like some dreams might be but you're never going to know truly if they are impossible unless you at least try once right my takeaway is similar you know just trust in your kids trust in even if it's like your friend who's like i really want to do this you know believe in them obviously guide them if you think it's like something crazy but like even then i mean Everyone should try once if they love something enough, you know, just Definitely. just to know. So you're never like, what if, what if, what if? And you carry that with you for the rest of your life. Um, but kids, don't squash them. Yeah. <laughs> Let them, like, spread their wings. Yep. Let them breathe. Let them be creative. And it's okay if they're different. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. This was a quick one. Yeah. Whew. But not because it wasn't good. No. Just there wasn't a lot of information out there on it. No. But I was shocked that I'm recommending this. But go watch it. Because a lot of the songs, all the songs they sing aren't in English. But but they're just so beautiful. Yeah. Like, I didn't find myself like, I don't know what they're saying. Why am I listening to this? It was like, oh, like, their voices literally are beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. They have... It's amazing. And, like, the fact that this is really the choir, mm-hmm. that's super cool. Because they were pretty good actors. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They did a good job. So, go rent this, library this. Agreed. It. Yeah. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. So, Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So, make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. And there's only, only, two Two left to Podmas. Two left. Christmas. (laughs) All right. So you can also find us on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast, and Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. We are also on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Grown Up Kids Pod. 
Um, if you join our Facebook discussion group, I've posted a list of all the movies that we're doing uh, and the availability to be on the show with us. You don't have to know us. You don't have to have ever seen the movie before. Again, I kind of just try to sporadically say that so that people know. Go and look at the list, and if you want to be on an episode with us, reach out to us, either comment on that, post, message us on Facebook, or email us. And I just realized we haven't been saying our email in these episodes because we don't have Disney memories, but our email is grownupkidspodcast. (laughs) Grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. So... And let, just let us know what you're interested in, and I'll let you know if it's available, and I'll put you on the list. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for listening, and make sure to watch The Legend of Lobo. Lobo. Ahead of tomorrow's Christmas Eve <gasps> Podmas episode. So this is Christmas Eve Eve. It is Christmas Eve Eve. Mm-hmm. Happy Christmas Eve Eve, everybody. Happy Christmas Eve Eve. And also, don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.